alert, 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 uh -oh. alert, uh -oh. alert, we have a dudette. Ooh, can you tell me more about this dudette, Mr. Uh, Craig? I can tell you all day long. We'll this do is it. Natalie Jill, and she's leading influencers. Incredible journey. Leveling up and reversing aging. Ooh, I could use that, and we all know you can, because you're old. <laughs> like a dinosaur. <laughs> Buckle up, it's the Insurance Dudes Podcast. Hey. Hey. How are ya? How you doing, Natalie? Good. How you doing? Good. Awesome. Thank well, you thank so much you. for joining yeah, of us. Of course. Look at those, look at that headset and microphone. That is uh, <laughs> state of the art. I like the pink hair. Ah, oh, thank you. Yeah, pink office. <laughs> awesome. So, yeah, welcome to the Insurance Dudes. Thanks. Uh, we were running a little late there on no problem. Uh, the last one. But um, I mean, so, so incredible to have you here. Um, I think you have so much that, that you can add value to, to our audience, um, mostly insurance folks and uh, also some, some loan officers and, you know, different, different uh, yeah. you know, financial service industry um, with, with great stuff. Uh, okay. I was, listening, I was actually listening to, to your podcast this morning, the one with, uh, with Jim. With Jim, Jim Fortin. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, mind blowing. Yeah. 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 Well, awesome. So for people in, in our world who, who haven't heard of you, Natalie, why don't you just, why don't you tell a little bit about your background and then yeah. we'll go from there. Yeah. Are you recording right now? Yeah, we're already we recording. are. Got, yeah, we yeah. just jump in. Awesome. Yeah. Just joke, okay. for it. <laughs> so let's see my background. Um, well, it's interesting because people will Google me online now and they just see fitness. And they're like, oh, she must have been doing fitness and fat loss for, you know, 40 years. And that's really not the case. That's what it looks like now when people see me on magazine covers or TV and whatever. But really, that's not where I started at all. And I've actually only built in the fitness and nutrition space in the last decade, really. Um, and then that's even transitioned into more aging in reverse. So let me explain. Um, years ago, I was in corporate America. Um, that's all I knew, what I knew. I was a sales director. I was in the world of dental implants, which is maybe not even as exciting as insurance. <laughs> so it was just a whole it. It was not, it was, I was doing it because I liked sales and connecting with people and helping people solve big problems and find, simplify solutions. So that's what I did. But my interest was always fitness and nutrition. And it wasn't until I had my own personal life crisis. This is back in 2007, 2008. Not sure if you remember what was going on then, but a housing market crash, financial disaster, like just everything was falling apart in the economy and things were falling apart with me personally and my personal life, as in I was newly pregnant and I was going through a divorce. Um, so I had gained a lot of weight uh, being depressed and being pregnant and just, just trying to self-soothe myself. So uh, with that came a lot of weight gain, depression, loneliness. I was scared. Uh, my job required me to travel full time. And I knew that wasn't going to be a possibility anymore as a single mom. And my house was being foreclosed on. And this is something oh. that I had never in my life been in debt. I had never experienced it. I used to judge that. <laughs> I was super self-righteous about it all. And it was all happening to me as I viewed it, not for me at the time. It was happening to me. And um, I hid. I went into a depression for three months. And the only reason I would get up each day is for my daughter. 
uh, because I knew I, I had a responsibility to that and I wanted to be there for her. And uh, one day it sort of hit me uh, that I just didn't want to feel like that anymore. And uh, I did all the wrong things. I didn't talk to anyone about it. I didn't um, go get help from a therapist. I just was sitting in my own you know, depression. But I had this clarity in a moment that I didn't want to be that anymore. And I didn't know what I wanted to be, but I went home and I made a vision board and I put fit girls, I put happy couples, I just put peaceful things, anything I thought I wanted. And I would stare at that vision board and think, okay, I don't feel like that right now. But if I look at the girl living on that board, what would she do? What would she eat? Who would she hang out with? What would she do with her time? What would she listen to? And I just decided that I was going to become the person on that board. Um, by asking myself those questions. And that's literally what I started with. And I, and I did that, no other intention that I just was going to control that, my thoughts, and thoughts become things, I knew that. So I was gonna control my thoughts and I was gonna invite all that in. And it really started to work. And not only did it start to work, I started sharing on Facebook, which, you know, you look at my Facebook now, it's almost 2 million followers. At the time, I had like 100 high school friends. <laughs> so, and, but I was like, okay, guys, I'm in a, a weird spot right now. And I'm going to start focusing on changing my health and my mind and my body. And I'm going to post this stuff here for my own accountability. And that's how I started. And people loved it. They started following and my fitness and fat loss business was born from that, from me being authentically walking through it and sharing it. Wow. That is an incredible story. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I think everybody has a version of that at some point in their life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and it's really incredible that you're able, obviously able to connect with people on that deeper level and, and helping them. Thank you. Yeah. So I, I've continued that path. You know, like, I, yes, I became a fat loss expert. I became a fitness expert, but not because I was trying to become an expert in those things. It really, and I want people to understand that, that it's when you're really coming from a place of one, sharing yourself self-authentically and coming from a place of service, like how can I help others with this journey? That formula creates success. It always does. It creates success because you're focusing out on others and helping and you're being yourself. You're not trying to market. You're not trying to be something. And I, I believe that works in all different areas of business, all different areas of life. Um, and that's what I was doing. And I've continued that process. So yes, people will recognize me as a fitness expert, but that's really not what I do with most of my day or how I really serve people now. I continue to walk through my own journey and share and teach as I'm doing that. So, so t talk about that. Yeah. Guaranteed. So what, what, what do you do? So, what do you do like? so my quick answer is it depends on the day. <laughs> it depends okay. on the day. Um, right. And uh, what I do in, in a nutshell is I help, I, two things. I help people age in reverse. And I'm going to explain what that means. Ooh, and I help people I like level that. up their life, level up their life. Okay. So, so what does that mean? Let me start with level up your life. Level up your life really can be in any area. It could be the health, the fat loss, the nutrition, or it could be your business or your confidence. It's really any place that you want to break through and level up. Now, I always say, I, I still say that I kill fat for a living. And that used to mean just the fat on our bodies. But what that means in the terms of leveling up is it's those false assumed truths that we believe that keep us stuck on things. So like, for instance, I take it for what you do with insurance. Somebody could come into the insurance market and say, I'm too, it's too late. It's too competitive. There's too many people doing this. That's an example of a false assumed truth. Because if you start believing that, then you take actions that support that. And then you don't have results. You don't have success. So I help people break through that and help them see that there's possibility when they get around that belief. So that's what I do. That's what the theme of my podcast is. That's what the theme of my coaching is. 
anytime I work directly with someone, they might come to me for what they think they need. Like, hey, I need to lose weight or I need to fix my bank account. But we're going to get to the root of what is holding them back there so we can break through that and level up their life. That's what I do with that. Aging in reverse is the result of all of those things and the result of when you have a fat loss experience or a health change. Aging in reverse happens when you get to break away from all that junk holding you back, get rid of the stress, the to-do list, the, all the things you think you should be doing, this need to control, and you actually start living your life and being fully present and enjoying what you do, you actually start to feel and look younger. And, and I will share that with absolute conviction because I see it over and over again. If you try to stay in this control mode of like, I've got to control everything. I got to fix everything. I got to be everything. And now I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm not looking good. So I got to go fix all that. And I got to just stay in this hyper place of control. That's actually what ages you. <laughs> That's what right. ages you. And when we get away from that, it's better than any, anything that you could pay for. It's like, there's a, there's a freedom to that. And when you start truly living and enjoying life, you look younger. If you don't believe me, take, think of your network of people. Who do you know that actually is thriving in middle age and beyond? Like, what are they living like? What does their life look like? And it's not the big stressful life. I can tell you that. So, it, so I'm on a mission to really help women age in reverse. And I almost have to trick them sometimes. And I, and I mean that in the nicest possible way. Like, they, they, wanna, they wanna know, what are you eating? What are you doing? <laughs> so I gotta give them a little of that to get them in, right? Because that's what people think is the fix. But mm -hmm. once they're in with me, they quickly learn that there's more to that and we break through that. And then it's amazing. It's amazing how easy the eating and the workouts and all that becomes because we fix the other part. And without giving away your process or anything, just yeah. take us a little bit through the journey of the, let's say the average person that goes through this journey with you. And yeah. how does that kind of start off? So first and foremost, I, I don't take or work with anyone that is is in victim mentality. So if someone comes to me like, nothing works for me, I'm bitter, I'm broke, I'm this, I'm that, and like, what do you got? I'm not selling anyone on anything. Like that's not, that's not what I'm here to do. I'm not here to fix people, I'm not here to, no one's broken, and I'm not here to strong arm or convince anyone to do that. So what I'm here to do, first and foremost, is get to the root of what people really actually want. And that starts with a decision from people. So the number one step, and it's part of my method, but it's also what will bring people to me is a decision. It's a decision. Like, I'm ready to change my health, or I'm, I'm ready to level up. I'm ready to age in reverse. I'm ready to be open-minded and, and change this. So that first step is a decision. You got to decide. And then once they're with me, and this is whether somebody's doing this with one of my books, or they're actually coaching with me, or they're in my aging in reverse community, it's the same method no matter where you start with me. It's the same method. It's a decision first. The second part is a vision. Like we got to get very clear on what is it that you actually want to head towards. And mm. if you're coming to me for diet and fat loss, I'm going to do the same thing with you. If you're coming to me for starting a business, I'm going to do that. If we don't get clarity on where we're headed, we will never end up there. And this is critical. People miss this. They say, I want to be happy or I want to have money, but they don't know what that means. Like, what does that actually look like, feel like, smell like? What does that look like when you arrive at that? So I help people get very crystal clear on their vision, which could also be their purpose. You know, that's, it's both, they go together. So what's your vision? So it's decision, it's what's your vision. And then the next thing, which is the most important part is we've got to figure out what is that fat? What are the false assumed truths holding you back 
from getting there. And this is where people get very stuck in their head because they don't even realize they're doing it. So, so whether it's in my book that you're reading, you're going to be asked these questions or you're in my community, we go deep here, or you're coaching with me one-on-one, we're going to break through like, what is that, those false assumed truths that are holding you back? And I can dig them out of you. <laughs> like I will dig them out. In fact, it's, it's funny. I had in my aging in reverse community, the first thing I have people do is go through a 10 day uh, dive challenge. And what we do is we look at every area of your life from your health to your finances and every area, it's the same thing that we're going to do, figuring out what are those false assumed truths. And so much comes up for people. And we have to address that first because nothing else in the method or anyone's method will work if we don't master those first three things. They've got to get real, right? Yeah, we got to get real. real with their problems and, and admit it. That, that yeah. Things, and uh, Craig, like when, when I, when people, when I was only doing fat loss and weight loss for people, we did that too with a scale. If you think about it, like if you go to a trainer or a nutritionist, the first thing you got to do is get on the scale. Like we got to know where uh, you're starting. We got to yeah. take pictures. We got to do measurements. It's the same thing. If someone goes to you for like, if someone's asking questions about insurance, you got to know what are, what are they trying to insure? What's the mm -hmm. state first? Like, where are we starting from? If you are trying to fix your finances, where we got to deal with this. Are you in debt? Are you a blank slate? Like right. you have to take that thermometer checkpoint and people want to skip over that. Yeah. They want to get to the, Hey, how much is it? Right. Yeah. Or like, what's the pill? Yeah. We, we <laughs> yeah. don't know because we don't even know what your situation is yet. Let, yes. Let's figure that out. Well, the other guy didn't do that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's the, that's the problem. It hasn't so, been done right. So you're totally here. So with aging, what's hap what's funny is that, so I'm 48 years old and the number one thing that comes up when people hear I'm 48 is they like, you're 48, you look younger. And I'm like shocked by that. Cause I think, well, what's 48 supposed to look like? And why did you start believing it's not supposed to look okay and good? Right. So that's an example of a false assumed truth. Like people think like, oh, you're 48, you're like washed up and over. So now they start taking <laughs> actions to support that, right? My doctor yeah. said, my friend said, so, you know, now I don't, I'm not even going to bother eating well because it's, what's the point? <laughs> right. I'm not going to bother going to the gym because what's the point? So it's in, you know, that might trigger someone listening to that, but I, I, but, but they'll know that I'm right with that when they really think, especially, you know, by the way, when you're triggered, it's because I hit a nerve. <laughs> That's right. So, <laughs> yeah. But you know, and it took me a while to get this too, but like, there's no change in victim standpoint. There, there's no change when you're there. So you have to take accountability and it starts with recognizing, holy moly, what are these beliefs I've been feeding myself? Like, why did I think that I'm too old at age 50? Why do I think that because I have this diagnosis, I'm doomed? Why do I think because I am my bank account? Like, why do I believe that? And we break mm. that and then we're, we can get anywhere. Yeah, so talk about, so clarity is huge, obviously. I mean, we talk to a lot of people and we talk about our sales messages and everything else and clarity is king. But it's true, the false beliefs that everybody have are so limiting. Can you talk about what you run? I mean, you run into a lot of people yeah. um, with that. How big of a problem is that? It's a huge problem. Job. It's a huge problem. In fact, I have another acronym that I call uh, self-imposed stops, SIS. And I say, stop it, SIS. Self-imposed <laughs> stops are what happens when you take that limiting belief or that false assumed truth. It's, they're, they're very similar. When you take that and now you own it and it becomes part of your story and now it's a self-imposed stop. So now you take actions that support that. And then that's where this circle comes. Now, what we do wrong as a society is we spend so much time trying to validate that self-imposed stop. I mean, I do it myself. Like I get an idea in my head of what's wrong. And then I go on Google finding other validation that right. that's wrong, you know? Yeah. And then I go to yeah. my friends and I say, oh, 
I got this ache, it sucks. You know, and they're like, oh yeah, getting old sucks. So we, we keep in this like weird loop, right? So we have yeah. to break it because if you don't break it, what's the alternative? Like getting validated on yeah. something feels good in the moment. My friend understands me. Google understands me. Woe is me, this sucks. But how does that help us get better? It doesn't. It right doesn't now. break us through at all. You don't want to yep. sit there with the, except that your back hurts and that's it. Well, I'm old. Yeah. Like, so my back hurts too, by the way, I have no disc between L5 S1. I ruptured it out two and a half years ago. My back hurts all the time. I'm sitting on a heating pad as I talk to you and um, I share it because it's real, but I also know darn well that sitting on a heating pad at home and not doing anything with my life does not make it better. I also know that I'm cleared to work out, so I'm not going to make it worse. So for me, this is a mental conversation every day. Like, okay, I don't really want to go to the gym because it's going to start hurting more, but I also know how amazing I feel after I do it because it helps. Mm. So that's an example. I'm yeah. not saying do things that your doctor says don't do, but we're really not, we're, we're really taking on our own interpretations a lot and then not doing things. Like we're, we're taking these weird actions based on our interpretation. So we got to get through that and get over it because every single person on the planet has aches, pains, problems, issues, like everyone has it. But the people that are the success stories choose to find a way around it instead of staying stuck in the validation of it. Yeah. And wow. every choice you make along the line is a micro step towards the goal or a micro step away from the goal. So true. So right? true. So Oh, my back hurts. I'm not going to go today. Okay. Well, don't kill yourself because of it. But yeah. if you do that, now it's going to be a lot easier tomorrow to also not go and the next yeah. day. And the yes. next day. Exactly. And all of a sudden, there's this huge gap between going and not going, and it becomes yes. more and more difficult. You know, I also stacking it the other it's way. It's so true. It's so true. And I, I can't, so many times people will send me a message, things I get really random messages like, well, if I lived in San Diego, I would be fit too because it's nice out. So I'm thinking, okay, so basically <laughs> you are out of shape and overweight because you don't live in San Diego. Let me get that straight. So, and then like, just to give a backstory on that, like I chose to move to San Diego. I chose, I left my, I sold a house back East. I left everyone I know. I left my family. I like, I chose it. So we make choices. So if you really believe San Diego is what's in your gap, then move to San Diego. The other, you know, or I'll get like, um, I, all the time. Well, you haven't had a baby. Well, yes, I have. How do you know that? Just because you see I have abs, I haven't had a baby. Like people assume things about people without knowing, or I'll get, um, gosh, if, um, if you didn't charge for your program, you know, why does everyone charge for their fitness and nutrition programs? You know, that's why we're all overweight. Okay. So let's talk about that for a minute. So do you mean to say that you work for free? That's the first question. And second, are you meaning to say you're overweight, out of shape because people are charging for programs? Because last <laughs> I checked, Google and YouTube were free. And there's still yeah. a ton of content there. So it's just funny what people make up as their self-imposed stop. Yeah. And, and you know what? I, I'll argue that if you don't pay, you don't pay attention, right? All that yes. stuff is on YouTube. You could watch a million workout things. You're still not going to do it. If, yes. If you're paying like... I go to Orange Theory, right? What it costs two hundred bucks a month. Yeah, I, mean, I go because I'm I'm paying two hundred bucks a month. Totally, right? Like I I have to go, and I'm addicted to it too. But you know yes. what I mean? It's like, I, <laughs> and once you sign up, if you don't show up, twelve bucks, right? So you totally force yourself every morning, five a.m. I mean, yes. When I wake up at four, do I want to get up? No, yes. not that second that I get up. But you know, I get up, drink my thing, <laughs> I, then I I'm like, okay, I'm there, and I get there. And, yeah. and every day at six, when I'm done, I feel awesome. Yeah. Right? So it's, yeah. 
I mean, it's just it's just so funny to me. I mean, there, I could go on and on with stories. Like it's just of what people oh. believe. And I and I but here's the thing. I get it and I see it and I coach on it. I still walk through the problem. Like we it's we all have it. You could be the most positive, amazing coach in the world. You still have this on your own. So it's really important to learn how to recognize it and shift out of it. That's the key. And to surround yourself with people that get this too. So they do not get sucked into your misery. <laughs> That's like like I don't right. when I say to my husband, my back hurts or blah, 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 whatever I'm saying. I don't want him to go, you're right, that sucks. Like, that doesn't serve me. Yeah. I, I have to say, my, my wife won't even acknowledge. If I say my back hurts, she'll go, well, yeah. why are you telling me? Yeah. Go to the gym. Go do sit-ups. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, I'm not going to lament with you. Right. So, come on, stop feeling sorry for yourself. Yes. Yep. And, and people send me like their MRI. I'm like, okay, if I showed you guys my MRI, like my literally my disc <laughs> ruptured out of my back and wrapped around my spinal cord. I could not walk. I lost use of my right leg. I had to have emergency surgery. I have no disc there. So like, I get it when people want to show me their like stuff. It doesn't make me say, oh, right. You're right. You win. Yours is, yours is worse. Like you're right. It, because it's, it doesn't change them. It's not going to change them. Me saying you're right. That sucks. It doesn't change. It's not, there's no chance of possibility there. Yeah. Right. There's always bad stuff in life and always good stuff. And I don't care how rich you are or how famous you yes. are or whatever. We all have good and bad. It's where always. you choose to look. Totally. Right? It's always a choice. You know, it's I have two, I have a word tattooed on my arm that I got tattooed on there on my birthday this year. It says surrender. And uh, the other word I keep saying I'm going to do if I do another one would be choice because I believe that those two words are everything. Surrender is really being in the moment and forgetting your past stories. That's how I look at it. Like, forget mm. all the past stories. Let's deal with the moment, what we're doing right now. And let's look at it in, from the present, not with all that back past stories, false, assumed truths, all those things. And then choice is my other word that I love because everything in life is a choice. Every single thing is a choice. Everything, how you handle things, how things come about, you always have a choice in the matter. So we have to own that because that is our power to change. That is the power Totally. When people blame stuff on other things, it's incredible what that takes from you. Yes. Like if you, if you can admit that just everything is your fault, then you can change it. Like you have the power. Yes. And I'm not saying that other people aren't at fault with that. Like, but we just can't live in that because it doesn't change anything. Like you, it keeps you hostage, just blaming somebody else. Right. You yeah. Have, it, it, there's no freedom in that because there's nothing you can do about it then. Like if I blame my husband for everything and I've tried before, believe me, <laughs> like, <laughs> like that does not fix anything. Like it just makes me annoyed with him. It makes him stressed out. Like it doesn't fix anything. So I have to look at my role in that. Um, yeah. you know, just with everything, like, um, I mean, countless stories again, like I could go on and on and on with all the people to blame for anything in my life, but that won't fix anything. And it just keeps me bitter. So I always will say, okay, I got it. That's what I was experiencing. Now, what was my role in this? And now what am I going to do about it? That's the more important question. How can I surrender, let go of the blame, the judgment, the past, the stories, whatever, how, what do I do from here? What are my choices from here? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And through your journey, how, take us through that. Like, when did you get to that point of surrendering and yeah. talk about the change? Yeah. And I'm, and I have not mastered it. And the reason I tattooed it on my right arm, which I've never had a tattoo in my life. I literally tattooed it there. So I would have to see it every day. I'm like, if I have <laughs> to see this word, like I pick up a pen, I see it. 
it's and I drive, I see it. I did that intentionally to remember. So um, where it got to the point, and I'm still, I believe that we're always given lessons that we need in life. I'm still walking through this, um, and I'll tell you what's happening to me in a minute, um, where it's forcing me to, to live this word. Um, but when it first started came, coming up for me is my business was booming. And, uh, and then it wasn't, um, this is my, I had launched my business about a decade ago and about two and a half years ago, I was really, really struggling in my business and what I was doing to fix it wasn't working and I couldn't figure it out. Like revenue was coming in, but the expenses were going out faster than the revenue coming in. And I was getting anxious and it was stressful and it was creating issues with me and my husband. It was creating uh, issues with my whole life. Now finances were in trouble again. My relationship was suffering. All this stuff was getting thrown at me. And I, everything I was doing wasn't working and it forced me to like have to take a break and cool down and stop doing everything that I knew and to let go of control. And the word that kept coming up for me for the opposite of control was surrender. And when I was able to do that, like fully let go of all my stories, let go of all the blame, just look at the numbers, get on that scale. Like I said, get, look at the facts, like what's going on now and how can I, operate from a different space, from being present today without blame, without the past stories, what do I need to do? And it was the ultimate test in surrender and patience that goes with surrender. And it took me, this was a two year journey of that, but noticing that the more I would surrender and let go of control and be open to possibility, the more things started working out in the right direction. And it was amazing. And just when I thought I was mastering it, I'm going to just give you a full circle. Just when I thought I was mastering it, something came up about a month and a half ago to me that is really forcing me to walk through it. And I'll tell you what that is. Um, my back started flaring up again. Um, and I had to face the idea, do I want a fusion or do I want to do another laser? Do I want to let it go? Really messing with me on, on that because here I thought I, I'd gotten through that. And I found out I had skin cancer on my, uh, right near my eye and my nose, uh, basal cell carcinoma, which again, not typically a big deal, but I, I am going to be embracing a big deal surgery, removing that where they don't know how deep it is. Like it could be on my nose. It could be like, I don't know. So here I'm like my two calling cards, my two gifts, my face, which I use daily on video, whatever I fitness modeled before and my abs, because for the surgery, they want to cut through your abs. I don't know what either one are going to look like if I go through these things. And that might sound so shallow to some people, but to me, that's like my face and my abs. It's the ultimate universe test on me. Can I surrender through this? Because I can't control either one of those things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that would so. be tough. But I mean, usually through our struggles or weaknesses, it becomes our strengths. Yes, and I know, and I know you, that. that would be a huge... Yes. And if you, Google, if you Google, if you Google MOHS Mohs surgery, and you'll see like elephant man looking people, you'll understand oh. why I was freaking out. <laughs> so, so, and I am, I'm not going to lie. I'm freaking out. And I'm also making, Stop a. am kind of laughing about, right. I know that's what my doctor said, <laughs> but that's an example of, false, of Googling false assumed truths and like getting stuck yes. on that. Right. So, but, yeah. and, but I'm, so I'm telling you the story as it's a story in that active that I'm still practicing it and walking through it. And I will tell you, I focus daily on that. That's leaving my body, that it's, I'm not going to have an issue with it. The positive outcome, the lessons I'm learning with it. Like I'm staying in the work that I teach for sure through that. That's awesome. And it's so true. That is the worst thing with parents. I'm a parent. I got four little yeah. ones at home and it's like all my friends with kids you start Googling the stuff yeah. that the doctor brings up and it's like, you just see these nightmare scenarios. Totally. 
So my daughter says to me that I have a 12 year old and she says to me, um, and I was diagnosed with ADHD as a kid, like a lot of visionary entrepreneurs are, you know? And, uh, but I, but to me, it was a gift. Like I, I'm creative because of it, all the things, but my daughter's just like me. And she says to me the other day, she goes, mom, the kids at school say that I'm ADHD um, (laughs) and that I need a pill for that. I was like, that was total example wow. of a false assume. True. And I was like, wow. what, what do you mean you need a pill? Right. So yeah. I talked her through it and I shared the other side of that. I'm like, look, yes, some people manage ADD uh, that way. And this is how I've managed it and how it's a gift. And the reason you're so creative is that. And the reason that you're a problem solver is that. And I totally changed her outlook on what that is as a gifted That's and awesome. talented gift not a disorder. And she like lit up, like she's proud of it now. So that's, that's so an example cool. of how we can take a false assumed truth and turn it around. Yeah. It's yep. not a kryptonite. It's a superhero strength. Yeah, exactly. That's right. And I think Jason, I, we both have that too. Yeah. We always, so I always talk to people about, uh, you know, I had an alcohol and drug problem at one point and, um, and yeah, Craig did too. <laughs> but honestly, I a hundred percent think that people with that type of personality, cause it runs in my family. Yeah it's one of two things. It's either your biggest weakness or your biggest strength. And people that have that alcoholic mm-hmm. personality that takes that out of their life are just do crazy things. Yeah. You can do, you can change the world. Yeah. But look at, look at how we, we, what we believe about it. So like I, for years I knew I was ADHD and I didn't know yeah. it was a problem. And then one day I did like a disastrous thing in my business. This is like 10 years ago. And my husband was like, you need to go to a doctor for this. Like we need to figure it out. And, and it was like, <laughs> like when I did that, like my personality changed, you know, I didn't like how I was trying to manage right. it the way traditional medicine wanted me to manage it. And then all of a sudden I wasn't creative and I wasn't, mm-hmm. you know, I was like, great. I could sit there and work on an Excel spreadsheet all day, but like, that's not how I want to live. So like, to me, that was my choice. So I, I don't choose to handle ADHD that way. No judgment if someone else does. For me, I'm like, there's a gift in this. Who labeled it a disorder? I think it's a gifted and talented, amazing gift. I agree. I think most disorders, like more yeah. modern medicine disorders, you, you have two ways to look at it. Totally. I mean, just use it your strength. Yeah. And so just like, so I'm sharing about my, my face thing and my back. Like I could easily go online tomorrow and be like, you guys, I'm going through a health crisis and I've got this on my face and my back. And, you know, I just, I just can't, I can't do this anymore. I can't be online. And you know what? No one would challenge me. They all go, oh, we understand. You know, we're thinking of you. Like that's what would happen. Right. And then how does that, like, what does that do for my life or right. possibility or anything? So I don't know what's on the other side of all that. I really don't. And am I scared? Of course I am. But I'm choosing not to focus on it. And I'm choosing to walk through it and share and teach. I believe it happens for me to show people how I walk through that stuff. Yeah, it's an opportunity for you to yeah. educate other people because there's a, a million other people that are going to go through the same. Yes, exactly. And then we do everybody in life. We don't escape it. Just by aging, and that's why I love talking about aging universe, just by aging, you get at these greater risks for things, right? Because- that's what happens. Like things are going to come up. So nobody in their fifties or sixties or beyond are not going to be dealing with things. That doesn't mean you can't take on this idea of bringing back your authentic self and thriving and enjoying it and having fun through middle age and laughing at this stuff and having fun with it, not taking it so seriously. Being your authentic self. Yeah. How hard is that these days? Right? Well, it's so funny because it's like a marketing buzzword now. Like you got to be market, you have to be authentic and vulnerable. And <laughs> yeah. but, but there's a very big difference between someone who actually is and they're really sharing and people they're doing it as a marketing thing. And you can, t- I think people can tell. 100%. Yeah. Yep. So Jill, uh, tell us, 
tell us about all the awesome stuff that you have, your book, yeah. your podcast, and how can we get a hold of it? Where can we see Amazing. it? Amazing. Thank you. Gosh, I, I would say I have, I don't want to overwhelm people. Like you, I have like a million products and that's not what I'm going to tell people to go look for. So I would say just the general things that I, my, my biggest focus right now are, is two different places. Uh, my aging in reverse community, which if any of this speaks to you, especially if you're a female in your forties, fifties or beyond, and you want to walk through this because I focus an aging in reverse community on how we get rid of false assumed truths, on leveling up our lives. And I also support you with all the nutrition and fitness that you need in there. Because um, I don't believe that that's what we, we should be leading with, but I have all that there for you. That's my aging in reverse community and that's agingandreverse.me. Now, um, as far as my podcast, that's leveling up, creating everything from nothing. So one of those two places. Other than that, I would say I'm on social media at Natalie Jill Fit everywhere. And then my website's just nataliejill.com and you can message me anytime. Um, I do take about five coaching clients at a time. So I've got that if it, that's speaking to you as well. Love it. Yeah. yeah. Well, Craig. Awesome. No, yeah. th thank, thank you, you so much. Um, I, you know, I messaged you and you responded. It thank was, you. I, yeah. I, I respond I to all my messages. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. I was thank like, you. it's not a we bot. <laughs> we have a lot of dudes and uh, a lot of insurance dudes and dudettes there, a lot more dudettes. So it's so awesome to have um, yes. a lot of more dudette perspectives on stuff. You've gone through a lot and I think your story can really help a lot of people. Thank you so much. I love what you guys yeah. are doing. And I like that you're making insurance fun because I know it's not so fun normally. Yeah. <laughs> Trying. <laughs> Hopefully the only podcast that actually makes it fun. Yeah, that's good. You gotta, my, my dad was an accountant and I always like, like he, he, my dad passed away years ago, but I always thought like, how could they have made accounting fun? Cause that was not fun. Yeah. <laughs> well, awesome. Thank yeah. you so much. Anything Thank that you, you. want to add or you think we're, we're good? No, I good. Unless you have any more questions for me, I'll just, I'll, I'll leave that with you guys or anyone listening. You're not too old and it's not too late. Love Thank it. Thank you so much. Thank, thank you. you. Awesome. Natalie, thank you. It's been an honor to have you on and uh, we'll, we'll post in the show sure. notes so people can find you. Okay. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Thanks. Take Thanks. care. Bye. 55% of insurance sales producers say that they've had little or no sales at training. Us agents focus on marketing to drive activity and often overlook the sales presentation. Improvements in mindset, shifting focus, rapport, needs diagnosis, value building, creating buy-in and overcoming objections lead to drastically better closing numbers. The solution? Enroll your team in September Sales Summit offered by Agency Vault. We will even assess your team to see which of their sales steps need the most improvement. Head to agencyvault.com to sign up before it